Hey there, firm owners. I'm Ryan Lozanis, and you're listening to the Future Firm Accounting Podcast, the place where you'll get one actionable lesson each episode to help systematize your accounting firm so you can earn more while working less. Today's episode is on a major weak point for most firm owners, delegation. With over 10 years of experience running two multi-seven-figure businesses with decent-sized teams, I have some perspectives on how you can delegate better so that you can not only scale your firm, but also eliminate a ton of workload. I do wanna make things clear though, in my first business, I might've been a better delegator than most, but I was still very weak in general. I also think I have leveled up since then, but it's probably one of my biggest weaknesses that I am still working through. I am far from a master delegator, but I do think that you'll find some interesting approaches that you can certainly leverage in this episode. Plus, near the end of this brief episode, I'm gonna share my biggest delegation tip with you. This tip alone will make delegating work far easier than it is right now for you. So let's get started. First things first, what really opened my eyes to how much I was holding on to at my firm was when my firm was acquired. Basically, I had to transfer 100% of my responsibilities over to the buyer. The buyer wanted to keep the existing team and have them run the firm, so I was essentially transferring everything of mine over to my existing team, including sales. So yes, you might doubt that it's possible to delegate much of what you do, but in fact, it really is possible in most cases. In order to assure quality delegation, there's a few things you'll wanna have in place. First, it's a lot easier to delegate when you have written processes for your work and tasks. A process ensures that you have a repeatable way to achieve a certain result. You'll likely need to train whoever you're delegating work to, but they should be able to rely on the written process once the training period is complete. Second, you'll obviously want to ensure that you have a competent team that you're delegating work to. They need to be reliable and they need to be coachable. Coachability is one of the most important characteristics I look for in my team because when someone is coachable, they are able to learn from their mistakes. It's impossible to fully delegate work to someone who is going to make the same mistakes over and over again. Third, what and how you delegate is going to depend on the level of experience of the individual you are delegating to. If someone is very junior, then they'll need a clear-cut process to follow. If someone is very senior, then you can delegate actual problem solving to them. For instance, if a client needs a cash flow forecast, you might not be able to delegate that to a junior team member without a lot of training and a very clear process to follow. But if you are delegating a cash flow forecast to someone with 10 years of experience in this area, all they will likely need is a high level brief that they can run with. Fourth, when dealing with more senior level people, let them try to figure things out themselves rather than you trying to figure out all the steps. This is a very important concept that I learned several years ago after reading a book called Who, Not How. Essentially, instead of figuring out how something should be done in your person, find the person that can figure it out for you. This might be someone on your team or someone you need to hire for. In my earlier days, I would try to educate myself in areas that were not my speciality and were very time consuming. Instead, I should have been tapping into someone else's brain that's more specialized in that area. As an example, if you need to draft up roles and responsibilities for your entire team and you've never done that before, instead of you figuring that out yourself, get someone competent, either internally or externally, to figure out how to do it themselves. 
This alone will save you a lot of time and frustration. Fifth, I have found that project briefs have really helped when it comes to delegation. For instance, recently we had to redo our website, so what I did was wrote one or two pages about what success would look like and key must-haves, and then let my team implement it with just me reviewing at the end. Once again, don't try to problem solve every little thing. Let your team or whoever you're delegating to do the problem solving. And sixth, in order for the concept of letting your team pick up the ball and run with it, you're going to have to get comfortable with the notion of not expecting perfection. This is the one thing that I've had to become comfortable with. It might not be done precisely how you want it, but at a certain point, you have to turn a blind eye to sometimes, so long as you are getting almost all of what you requested. If you can implement just this final point, believe me, delegation will become far easier for you. Hopefully that helps. And if you're looking for help when it comes to unlocking freedom and flexibility in your firm, then you'll want to check out my Future Firm Accelerate Online Coaching Program. You'll get step-by-step self-paced training on how to quickly systematize your firm so that you can earn more while working less. You'll get coaching whenever you need more help and you'll join a community of 750 plus modern firm owners who are all helping each other out. For more info, just head on over to www.futurefirmaccelerate.com. So that's all for today. Hope you found today's episode helpful and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care.